0: bears the responsibility for sharing the gospel of Christ to their contemporaries, and finding a way to tell the story of Jesus. Today's digital world moves ever faster, and social media is changing many things about the way we communicate. We are all affected by this and participate in it, while at the same time trying to understand the changes in our culture. How do we tell the story of Jesus today to a generation often lacking any Bible background and not accustomed to reading long books. Our guest today has some ideas. Christian Bolhan has written a book with an intriguing title, Jesus Christ, His Life and Mine. The story of Jesus and how it applies to us in the Twitter area. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Welcome Christian and thank you for being with us. Thank you. It's amazing. I was seeing some statistics that I was looking at that there's about um five million tweets a day, three hundred and twenty-six million monthly active Twitter users, and Instagram, a hundred million photos and videos that get uploaded each day. And it's a total of more than 50 billion photos shared today. But Christian, mm-hmm. first of all, thank you for joining us. But we want to dive in and understand what is your book about? You refer to the Twitter era, right? We all know how social media is changing many, many of our lives. But what does this have to do with Jesus? Right.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So the book fundamentally is the story of Jesus. It's like walking through his life like you're there, from his birth to resurrection, but it's presented in a way that's not like thick and complicated, you know, scholarly language, and makes it simple and relevant. So the reason it has to do with the Twitter era is the way we think and communicate and read, it's different. Even people in their 40s and 50s are saying, hey, I I do things differently than I used to. So it's not just for young kids. Things are different. So people expect things to be shorter, packaged in a way. And also a lot of people think, uh, unfortunately, they view us as Christians being a little judgmental. This book does not feel that way at all. Yeah, there's statistics out there that that's the number two criticism against Christians is they view us as being judgmental. So uh, when we have folks who are a little skeptical, don't want to read long things, they don't want to be preached at, then you need a certain style that works for people. And this book is written
0: in that style that's amazing because I'm sorry I have to touch up on the point of being judgmental yeah. yes it's so true because I'm Catholic okay and <laughs> well I have to be honest I did not want to be Catholic I did not believe in religions I said we well, can't we just love God and love right. one another did right. he even want us to have divisions in religion and to see that mine is better than yours right. and isn't that judgmental in itself many argue with me it's not but under the same token I saw people that didn't practice what they preached and I think that's why a lot of people are straying away from religion and what we need is more realistic stories like this down to earth that has to deal with the today and now and the way that people think and the way that people are relating to the world that we deal with today and the entertainment business in the Twitter area. Yeah, and just to make clear that this is nonfiction,
1: So there's nothing, this is all based on Bible. It's a very conservative view of the life of Jesus based on the scriptures. About 70% of it is based on the King James Version. Even though a lot of folks don't like that older style of scripture, the rest of the book is written in such an easy, simple style that it sets up the scripture and then it follows up in a way that actually builds people's confidence that they can understand scripture. Because a lot of people today are like, oh, I don't get it, right? So this book has this the side benefit of building people's confidence that, oh, the scriptures really do
0: make sense. You mean if they read this book, they might be encouraged to read the Bible? Exactly, right. Lessons day. And that's been my issue. I go by Bible apps. That's how <laughs> I understand it. Yeah. Wow that's amazing yeah. that's great yeah. <laughs> but but what do you think about social media do you think it's damaging should we not get involved in social media at all is there a happy middle uh,
1: there is I believe a happy middle I think if Jesus lived today he would use social media my personal opinion because he lived in the times to communicate and interact with people in a way that was appropriate I think he would use good judgment mm-hmm. I think that he would make sure not to get stuck behind his phone and stop interacting with people. Uh, there's a lot of statistics, and some of them are cited in the beginning of my book, about the, the harmful effects of social media. They're very real, and, and the, the pile of research is, is very thick, actually, pointing at the dangers. But we just have to use it wisely. So, no, I don't say that there's, it's wrong. I use it myself. I'm pretty active on Facebook. But I personally feel the negative effects sometimes if I don't watch it and balance myself. Uh, But what's even worse is when you get caught up in that culture of social media where it's all you do. And it becomes your world. It becomes your world, and you get caught up in the negative emotions. I mean, that's why we gotta get our feet planted on, on, on Jesus Christ. This book is a back to basics, right? What, as a Christian,
0: could possibly matter more than the life and teachings of Jesus? So how do you maintain a balance in our lives in regards to social media? Do nothing to an extreme, everything in moderation? Yeah,
1: I think a person I has mean, to set some time limits. Uh, my wife has actually called me out on using my phone oh. too often. <laughs> I, and I, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, it's a fair point. And uh, it's, I'm not just out there, you know, entertaining myself, so I'm using it for email too, but it still is disruptive to the relationship. So, yeah, time limits. Uh, I think uh, as a Christian, we 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 get uh, little promptings in our heart from the Holy Spirit, and if we pray and say, "Lord, help me to use better judgment," He'll answer that, and He'll say, "You know what? I think you need to put that down," and uh, you know, we we can get
0: the balance. We absolutely can. I read something: if you pray, God listens. <laughs> if you pray, God listens. If you, if you, if He listens, and if you believe, it works. Yeah. So, pray he listens. If you believe, it works. Good thing. I have to believe. I I agree. So, um, what made you decide to write this book? Who would you say it was for? Who do you hope would read it? Who do you think would get most benefit out of it? All
1: right. Let me start with how I started. So, I used to work in a juvenile corrections facility. So, for 12 years, worked with some very difficult young men. and there was one trying to change his life and uh, somebody had given him a Bible and he was very angry in my class because he couldn't understand it. He didn't have a good education or reading ability and he was very frustrated. (laughs) And uh, yeah, at that moment I was reading this big thick book and having this wonderful experience about Jesus and I thought there's gotta be a way to make that story, the scriptural story of Jesus simple for somebody like my buddy. And there's so many people that are like that, right? Uh, I wish there was an easier way to say all that, but that's what this is all about. And who is it for? Ironically, it's for everybody. From age 10, senior citizens are my biggest fans. So this book is not simplistic. It does not dumb down the gospel. Even really like scriptorians can just enjoy, because the writing style is unique. This book, believe it or not, is written a lot of it in present tense like you're in
0: the story perspective of a prisoner no no it's not telling the
1: story of the prisoner but in the in the time of jesus so as you're walking in the stories of jesus and you're standing there and you're watching him and listening him as though it's happening in the moment and there's something about that that makes it really vivid and it fires up the mental movie that we all have in our brains right right?
0: that's that's just it you said your book was like a movie exactly when you read it it's it's almost as if you're going through a movie how'd you pull that off well it's part of it is the present tense
1: (laughs) and without embellishing because we don't want to add to the scriptures right no no I'm just saying I didn't I didn't change the scriptural account but I did add little cues of what you might have been seeing observing Um, you know what would be happening to make it more vivid for the mental movie
0: but people have said that that really works (laughs) and what do you mean by his life and mine in Ah. your title
1: oh thank you for asking that Um, so it is all about his life as it relates
0: to mine as the reader and even his life in this book it relates to your life absolutely now it can transcend Yeah, because believe it or not history repeats itself just in different ways right right absolutely
1: and you know you mentioned before about believing the importance of believing so i do know that there's a lot of folks that are skeptical out there and so this book is very gentle on the skeptics but it very much reinforces the need to believe and it has a lot of analogies about how believing actually opens us up to the light of jesus and helps us understand how to apply his life in the modern situations. So every chapter ends with a section called His Life and Mine, where there's a few bullets about what did we see Jesus do? You know, see, like the movie. And then what would I do? And there's some common, modern scenarios. And you know, if I have a humble heart, and I'm thinking like I'd like to be a better person, I'd like to be like Jesus, then those are going to, reading those questions are going to inspire communication from God. And to help me Understand how to be a better disciple. This book is about discipleship. It covers so much in in so little space It's it's really a very special
0: book. I really believe that And how about if you trust God is there even a need to be skeptical? Well, some people struggle with
1: this I did I had a hard time coming to faith.
0: I think it I Know other people who have (laughs) yeah I do have
1: strong trust in God now, and
0: and, you know, over time, He proves Himself to us, doesn't He? To where we don't. I think we all have our moments of weakness. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me on Uh, that one. I think we do. (laughs) So, part of each chapter um, is then considering how we might respond to what we're learning about Jesus. Right. And in reviewing your book, I noticed that you introduced some really interesting analogies, like climbing, like the climbing wall. Yeah. Can you tell us about the climbing wall? Yeah,
1: it's right at the beginning of the book, actually. So, you know, you know as humans, we don't have sticky fingers and, and toes, right? We can't climb like a tree frog. So, you, you ever seen these gems, you know, these, these colorful rubber grips that help you go up these walls? Well, this book makes the comparison that studying Jesus is like having finger grips hand grips and footholds because as I as I watch his life and I believe that he's really like that then I'm, I can reach higher into the light so we start at the bottom of the wall in the dark but we're reaching up toward the heavenly light and by focusing on the life of Jesus it's like this series of grips that help us climb higher and when I love Jesus it's like a hand grip I mean I've really got something to hold on to because I want to be like that when I admire somebody I want to be like that. And then when I have a foothold, I can really go higher, right? And that's like, oh, I know how to be like Jesus. I've seen how he does it, and the Spirit's told me. And so that analogy helps me to climb out of darkness. And we have a lot of darkness today, don't we, in the world around us? But I can climb out of that darkness by focusing on the Savior with those finger, hand, and footholds. And up I go into his light. And he's up at the top with a safety harness right his grace he, who's doing the lifting here right we gotta try but he's really doing a heavy
0: lifting consider this what if each step what was each experience of suffering and turning it into something good yeah that's part of following the savior isn't it can you tell us a bit more about yourself this must be a very special book because you're a professional communicator yeah what does that mean yeah, so
1: I've been working in, in as a learning professional for over 30 years, so a variety of developing learning materials. I'm an award-winning designer of corporate learning materials. I've also taught school, like in that juvenile correctional place. And so, you know, I studied how to design instruction and I wanted to, somebody once told me, you know, you're so passionate about Christ. You've got to use your professional skills on what matters most to you. And that never thought never left me and so I think that's what I've done here is use the science of creating good learning into something that matters more than anything
0: else and I think it's a great cause do you feel your background has helped you prepare for writing this book the experiences that you've had
1: yeah most definitely I'm I'm also a recovering drug addict I'm very open about that I've been in the whole you know prison scene, I know the the hard things in people's lives, very experienced with emotional and mental health problems in a variety of contexts.
0: I know how people are suffering out there, and I also know how the Lord can help them. You know, I I understand about that. And I found that in NA meetings is where you find the most wonderful people. Yeah. The most beautiful people, the most humble people, people who really appreciate life and really appreciate a second chance. Yeah. Because that can be a uh, pretty dark. To be on the bottom of a very dark yeah. place. Yeah, very dark place. That's
1: right. Yeah, God has definitely prepared me for this purpose. I, I do view this as my
0: life's work, and I, I, I just. So this would be good for anybody struggling with their own personal demons, with drug addiction, absolutely, with, with, with wanting to get closer to God, and absolutely. understand Him. I mean, I'm definitely going to read it, because I started reading spiritual books you know, that have scriptures in it, Yeah. to get me warmed up. Right. <laughs> but I didn't know there was a book that would just make it so much easier,
1: Absolutely. and apply
0: it to today's life. This is
1: spoon-fed, in a comfortable Amazing. way. One person said they glide effortlessly from chapter to chapter.
0: Nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate it's been it. Wonderful. It's been a Thank great you for, being with you. For your book. Guys, I would suggest that you get this book. That's right.
1: Yeah, God has definitely prepared me for this purpose. I, I do view this as my life's work
0: and I, I I just So this would be good for anybody struggling with their own personal demons, with drug addiction. Absolutely. With 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 wanting to get closer to God and Absolutely. understand him. I mean, I'm definitely going to read it, because I started reading spiritual books you, that have scriptures in it, Yeah. to get me warmed up, Right. <laughs> but I didn't know there was a book that would just make it so much easier, Absolutely. and apply it to today's life, this is spoon fed, in a
1: comfortable Amazing. way, one person said they glide effortlessly from chapter to chapter, Thank you so much. Thanks, Abby. Appreciate it. Wonderful. Thank you. Great being with you.
0: For your book. Guys, I would suggest that you get this book if you're just as lost as I am in the Bible.